Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this sometimes daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. We have a hell of an episode today. It's a bit of a long one, so there won't be an outro, and I'll try to keep the intro brief, because as is tradition in these parts, I am running late. So last night, I went to the windmill in Brixton. In fact, as a side note, this episode is dedicated to Ben, who was on episode 16 and episode 63. Episode 16 was, the think, the last time that I was at the windmill in Brixton. And it was an all-dayer hosted by Sonic Tonic. One of the bands that was playing was Japanese television. This weekend, Ben has been working the sound desk at Portsmouth Psych Fest, where Japanese television have been playing. So Ben is moving on up in the world. I'm glad one of us is. Congratulations to you, Ben. This episode's for you. So I went to the windmill in Brixton last night. There were four bands playing, SPS, Honkies, On Video, and Mice on Mars. I had heard of none of these bands until about 6 p.m. yesterday evening. I got to Brixton a bit late. And I got there just in time to see on video and then I saw music on Mars. On this episode, you will hear me talking to Bertie Bailey, who is fixing to have one of the most memorable birthday parties in all of mankind. And then I speak primarily to Hass and Neil from the band on video. And it is a hell of a chat. It's a chat that made me have to get the night bus home because I missed my train. It's a chat where I'm literally shivering while I'm recording the conversation because like a genius, I was just wearing my white shirt outside in the smoking shelter. But it is a chat I would happily have stayed for for five times as long because we really get into it. It's hard to believe we had just met about five minutes before I pressed record on this conversation because, man, it was really interesting. So, first I speak to Bertie Bailey of Bertie Bailey Music and Bertie Has The Flow, I believe is the name of the act he's putting together. Forgive me if I've gotten that wrong. Then I speak to Hass and Neil from the band on video. They bring up Girl Band, who is an Irish band that really needs more attention because I think they their influence is very recognisable in a lot of popular bands right now. They bring up Hers, who are definitely worth checking out, H-E-R apostrophe S, who came to a very untimely end. It was really sad news for the for everyone, really. And yeah, Hass is just someone that I could really see myself just talking to for an entire evening and that's almost what happened here until I physically saw the clock on my phone and was like oh yeah I have to actually get home at some point so please enjoy these conversations first it's Bertie then it's Hass and Neil and I might have to do another episode just to go through all that was discussed in this episode but in the meantime enjoy I'll catch you on the next one take care Okay, I'm in the smoking area of Windmill Brixton and I'm here with someone who's come to check. He came to check out the first band tonight and sounds like he's had a pretty good time. What's your name? I have indeed. Uh, The name is Bertie Bailey. Um, I am a uh, producer here in London. And uh, and yeah, and I've met this lovely fellow here podcasting this here tonight. <laughs> whilst in the smoking area, so you know, life is good. So I got here late. I only got here in time to see on video. What can you tell me about the other bands I've been on today? Well, I think they've been absolutely amazing. There's a lot of difference in the, in the vibes and the different contexts, and also the the history behind what everyone is doing and the story behind their music. 
So it stayed very interesting and very different. And uh, and I must say, I've had a I've had a really good one, really good one. And I, I saw you talking to the bassist from on video. Yeah. What were you talking about? Well, we were actually talking about the fact that uh, that I'm organising a big party in Bordeaux on the 3rd of July, and we have lots of musicians from London. And I was asking if he would like to join us and his band for for my birthday uh, on the 3rd of July. So what other musicians do you have currently planned for your birthday? Uh, so what do we have? We have uh, some. Um, we have some. A few different artists that are going to be like acoustic, which will be playing outside and uh, sort of in the in the in the sun um, down sort of moment. So they're going to be playing acoustic music, so sing along songs and uh, everything that's home produced. Then once we move into the to the once the moon comes out, we're going to move into a bit more techno vibe. We're going to have some electro funk, some electro swing. Then we're going to move into something a bit deeper, so techno and tribe, and uh, and it's going to go all the way through the night. <laughs> and you mentioned that your band is playing your birthday party as well. Yeah, so Burst Got the Flow is uh, is our band uh, created here in London. Uh, we are two students from uh, the Academy of Contemporary Music that have created a band together, which is basically a mixture between opera, rap, uh, funk, techno, soul, and maybe somewhere some drum and bass. <laughs> oh, wow. Talk about ambitious. Yeah. Now you mentioned you're not quite ready for live yet. How long has this band existed? Uh, so this band's been up and running for about a year. But the thing is, is that we have uh, we have about about I don't know. I'd say 15 songs that are in the making for live, uh-huh. and we have probably five or six that are ready. Okay. Yeah. And is there anywhere online that people can find out more about Bert Got the Flow? Yeah, yeah. So, so Bert's Got the Flow on Spotify, iTunes Music, uh, anywhere really. On all the streaming platforms, you can find uh, Bert's Got the Flow. And uh, and yeah, check us out. It's it's something new. It's something different. And uh, yeah. yeah. But sounds very cool. Well, if I don't see you before, is it 3rd of July? 3rd of July. Happy birthday for 3rd of July. Thank you very much. And we'll all keep our eyes peeled for Bert's Got the Flow to see the stuff hit the stage. Absolutely. We're waiting for it. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you. Let's press record. So, here we are, saddest night out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> contenders for the what up, you band two? of the year for this, for this moniker. All right, so the kind of snapshot aim for the podcast is so there's a ba- um, book that came out not too long ago called Meet Me in the Bathroom mm. like all those 2000s bands I recently bought that I've oh. not read it yet oh you're in for a treat it's, you, you mentioned my shelf to impress shots. people but <laughs> I've got it in my bag right now so yeah that book kind of chronicles all those New York bands in the early 2000s yeah then there's the, no, no, no. <laughs> then there's the book without any without any context that yeah. just sounds creepy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it does Neil Toll is trying I, I, to be gigs on Vlad TV right now because okay, I told him to do that, but let's, right, just, let's, record. let's just scratch that brief, okay? We're fine. So we're what gonna, we're this normal. podcast is basically that book, but in real time, episode by episode, with each gig I go to and each band I talk to. Okay, so how often do you? Like, it started out as daily. There's some gaps in between, but this will be episode like 155. How yeah. long have you been going? Like little over a year. Okay, what so, made you start it? Oh, I make music, but I'm really good at procrastinating. So it's something to interview about me. <laughs> I will yeah. talk to no, you guys. No, Ash is an interviewer I, for TV, I, I so he's going to do it. Oh, it that's how you. I found out about this gig, because they have been listening yeah. to gigs on London. <laughs> I literally found out about you guys yes. like less than 12 I, hours ago. I, I write reviews and, and interviews and stuff for those guys. Oh, so basically, but that stems from me like being, like you said, a bit of a procrastinator and always uh-huh. asking questions and stuff like that. Hence, because that's why I'm doing that to you. It's not no, to no, make your job it. harder. Yeah. Like, I'm no, genuinely great. interested. Because like. yeah, most people are just like, oh, yeah, you can talk to us. But you're like, oh, who do you write for? I'm like, oh, no one's actually asked me that before. Yeah. <laughs> so that's but where that comes from. Because I would always be like, I would always come out to smoking areas and like, I would talk about bands I saw, but like in really like over, smoke. overly elaborate way. <laughs> yeah. 
Didn't even smoke. Just out here to like chat shit. <laughs> make people like this what I'm saying. How's this like yeah. buzz gonna come across on the? Ah, it's fine. This the iPhone's actually surprised so, me. So as you can tell, yeah. Neil is a sound engineer for slash yeah studio guy slash hype man. He's like my favorite. What he said. I just think yeah. So I'm here. Anyway, I'm gonna let you do your thing now. I'm gonna talk shit. So I'm outside with one the band, the first band I saw tonight. What are your names? My name is Hassan Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and, you and to, to my right is... Neil Goody. And the name of the band is on video. Yeah. So yeah. who were the first people to join the band? Well, Hassan George. Yeah, so the bassist to you is with us earlier. Um, the guy with the long hair. I was going to say long greasy hair, but I stopped myself. <laughs> no, it's out there. Uh, so you know greasy, that greasy yeah. looking guy? Sorry. <laughs> he looks like he lives on a boat. And he does. Oh. Um, we started a band like two or three years ago, mm-hmm. which was just a drum machine and two bass guitars. Okay. It was meant to be like kind of like experimental garage rocky project. And it was cool and we like wrote a bunch of stuff. But, but after gigging a, a bit, we kind of realized that we needed a drummer. Along the way, we met Neil, because he wanted to record one of our tracks. And it was so like, I work in a studio and they were rehearsing there. Um, and I knew them, I used to run a label called Snake Town and they were, yeah, they were rehearsing and then Hass would come up to me afterwards and be like, can you mix some of our stuff for live? Basically, like, give the drums a little, like, wiggle to make it come across yeah. nicely just to, just, just to correct that for the record, yeah. okay. George came up to you and asked that. Yeah. I was about ready to delete the track that I was like, no, this is... Because it was, like, a very messy scenario. Imagine two bass guitars in the yeah. drum machine and us with absolutely no technical knowledge. It just sounded like this, like, low-end mess. So I was like, this they is so They used to call bad. me Stage Daddy when I came. <laughs> when I came, and I would try and sort out all the shit and like give them like XLR cables. Because our oh, sound right. live was so like, imagine just two bass guys playing and then yeah. just like this Apple Mac that would often cut out mm. mid song. So many That's viruses on there as well. <laughs> it was George's, like, George's it was just, Mac would it was load such up. such a mess. Just, like, like, one time in the middle of the song, the laptop shut down. Shit. And we had to like, restart the laptop and enter our password again mid-set. <laughs> on stage. On stage, yeah. so it was like, we kind of started to realise we thought it was more convenient to use the drum machine kind of vibe. Like it, it was. It was, but then it ended up being Yeah. And then the I joined thing. and I came with this like interface with like 10 outputs and stuff like that. And then the first time we did a gig with that, it crashed. Oh. And like all the LEDs started flashing. Then we sacked that off and then we went, like, I joined the band and then we started just using a phone to play it. It's like a drum backing track on a phone. to simplify it, yeah. But basically, what it, what means is what it means is like in terms of like working out what we wanted to do, we still had like a deep, the, like the kind of like what's the word the genius of the songs that we're doing now. Yeah, okay. Eventually, we were like we needed people were like your set sick, but you guys need like live drums because we were playing with bands with big live sounds. Especially if you're playing with other bands that have the full setup, and exactly. then there's you, yeah, you feel that. You kind of need to compete. So and also the bass, like we had two bass guitars, and it was kind of muddy. Like I would play up past the 12th fret, and George would play the low stuff. Um, and we would try and make it like kind of bright enough to convey what yeah. we were doing, but it was just tough to like, it was so dirgy and stuff. But that was like, I was really cool. Someone just came up to me a minute yeah. ago and was like, I actually really liked your like, old sound. <laughs> what, you fucking sold out, dude? Why'd you get a drummer? I was like, oh, yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah, but it was, else, it was that's dirgy it. though. Chop the shark. So how long has it been a four piece then? Since January. And the songs you're doing now? Since January. Have, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been writing for like six months before that. So I'd been like getting stuff together. But, but we've recycled like the best songs from the old setup. Two of them from the old setup have survived. And everything else is from January and this year? Well, no, everything else is from like in terms of getting everything together. 
it was like like six months before January, we started to write together and put it all together with the live drums. Gotcha. January, we recorded everything properly. And changed names. And changed the name. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, we hadn't done anything for a year. So the band at that point... Industry before, thought we was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, we should just stick to our name because we liked it. What but the old name was Venture Lowe's. So Venture Lowe's. Venture Lowe's, yeah. Okay. But it had been a year since we played any gigs or done anything. And it was so different in sound. And all of the songs were different. It was just like, I wanted to have a different kind of... Yeah, almost draw a line underneath what came before. And yeah, and it just didn't feel like it felt. It felt. It felt really like we transitioned to such a different sound. There would be kind of weird to anybody who was Venture anyway. So they were just they wouldn't like it because okay. our sound was so different. Because originally with Venture the plan was to use grime drums and put garage rock bass over it. That sounds really pretentious, but I was just I'm a big fan of like grime percussion and stuff. The way you have so many different like rhythms coming in the drum. You can just like you can make 16, 16 different percussion pieces on like a logic file, right? Yeah. So I was like, why not use all of that and then put it to something like driving that carriage? Well, that was the original plan. But obviously, with all of like the technical difficulties and stuff, and the way that our songs kind of worked, it just didn't really make sense anymore. So we stripped everything back, and once we did that and we started writing, it became a completely different sound. It became what it was, kind of at heart. Yeah. But it just kind of just. There was less fucking about, and there was less like we were we were always about brevity and keeping things short and kind of like we're all quite we can all get quite stressy about stuff and we just kind of want to get things done. You know that feeling of like I don't know being in a queue and it kind of yeah. runs you out. We kind there's of get big, like there's a big like boon. I hate that word boon, but there's never a ever heard you say that to be able to like when we had the drum machine, it was like we'd have to play the whole song or the whole set, like and it would be a timeline A to B. Yeah. But now if we fuck something up, to go back, change it, work on it. Like yeah. it's a little, it's a lot more flexible to be in a band that doesn't have a uh, like a, an A to B timeline. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And Yuli's just joined us at the table. This is Yuli the drummer. Hello. Hello Yuli. Hey. How you doing? Not bad. How? I'm, you're cold actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just see you like wrap looking up, interested. Um, Roy is looking interested and, and simultaneously <laughs> shivering. Yeah, yeah. can I honestly, you lose oh, yeah. one loses so much I feet. Feet. This, this, this looks so much better on Roy. Few people that you. can't see, we've just given him a hat. This is the first. Hey, really right. I will return it though. By the way, okay. I feel like the judge of a handsome face is whether or not a hat looks good on you. Oh, this, this hat God. looks good on Roy. Therefore, he's your handsome podcast. Now you're definitely Sadly, you. you can't see him, but let me, let me tell you. Get him on TV. The jawline is glowing right Get now. him on video. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's made oh, 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 that is gold right there. Yeah, you Look, can't. Album out in December. <laughs> is it? This is not your first time, clearly. That's not the first time he's made that show. Yeah. So has London always been where your musical pursuits have been based? Are you all yeah. born and bred in London? I'm from London. I'm from London too. Near enough. Yeah, pretty much. And was there a turning that? point when you decided to take your musical ideas and turn it into a, a performing band because it sounds like you put a lot of theory into what you wanted to do before well, you did it because I because I like I, I've always like written about music and stuff for a long while mm-hmm. I've always been interested in like various types of music because I have to review it and stuff and so when I when I write music I will think about like I feel like it's a dirty thing to say because a lot of the time fans have to kind of say oh we didn't think about it we just wrote it and what came out came out but then I also think that's in, that's 
highly in contrast to the fact that bands of periods across decades sound like each other. So it's like, okay, everyone's expressing their individuality, yeah. but then everyone sounds a bit similar. Yeah. But so that, that obviously isn't true. It's like you listen to what's going on around you and you, it's a conversation. It's like being at a table. If somebody makes a joke, you bounce off that joke and that's how the conversation works. Yeah. If all of a sudden you were just to announce a random statement, it would be very weird. Obviously there are bands in history that have done something completely out of the blue, but most of the time it's a dialogue that's going. So when I write music, I try and think about it. I don't know, I feel like it's a bit like not okay to say, but I feel like there is definitely a conscientious element to thinking about how to write things according to what is going on at the moment and what you like and what you don't like. It obviously comes from preference, but I think that's kind of how it works. So at, at the time when Venture Low started, I was very eager to like, I was so into bands like Girl Band and like, like the OCs and I was like into like very like and I, we, we'd play around like East London like Aubrey Lash, Shacklewell, Birthdays all of our friends were like in bands that were like very like it was just like driving and like it was always hype at live gigs and stuff so I liked that guitar band we always like go and see whoever yeah. and try and get into that side of things Parker Courts as well I love that that made me like, feel good to listen to it but at the same time I was listening to like loads of grime as well and that's it's almost like those worlds don't ever talk to each other and it sounds weird they I mean, do sometimes like neighbours in the it city, has happened yeah. there's, there's a couple of there's been a couple of examples of that sort of happening in the past I think there was like a lethal pizzle track where they sampled a clash song it was sick. Boring! Anyway, shut up, Neil. There's an Arctic anyway. Monkey song where Dizzy Rascal featured on it as well. See, there's been. What song is that? And also, was there, there was like a. There was a. Oh. It was like a B side after their second album. There's a really weird mixtape that somebody did in 2009. It's like. It's like. It's called Grindy or something. And it's like people trying to mix grime with indie. It's so bad. But you remember that like weird. Like when grime wanted to become dance and indie was becoming dance in like. Yeah. 2007 to 2010. Yeah. And like. They tried to mesh the two and it was like Hadouken basically. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. And then when I was saying Hello. Oh literally. Oh hear the sound oh, of the paper. Can you hear that? Russell it in the, in the podcast. This is the only reason all this theory to the end of the day. The Benjamins. That's why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying so much shit. Anyway, I'll stop that, and then you've got 15 each. Sweet. Oh, legendary. 15,000. Just for the pubs, So I've just remembered that. It's getting quite late. I had to get a home. How long have you been writing about music, though? Cheers, man. For the last, like, three or four years, i say. Yeah. So did you start writing about music before? I don't think it's recorded. Before you started making it? No. I've been making it since I was, like, like... 12 or 13 and like so like and it sounds like you're quite thoughtful and ambitious with what you want to bring to the table music wise what about career wise do you see this as something that you want to do as a livelihood is it something you want to do for now because I know in that vein, that vein of things especially guitar music it's very much been relegated to just like oh maybe do it with your friends as a side thing but yeah, the heights that were reached in like the early 2000s, Block Party, Yarks and Monkeys, that kind of thing. I can't think of a British band too recently who's reached those same heights. Do you think about that when it comes to your music? Of course, I think every every article you read at the moment talks about like music in general suffering yeah. and then guitar music not being coming out very well because of that. 
But there are obviously bands like, for example, Wolf Alice, who are smashing it. We talked about we talked about um, the other day, like and like basically for me, like guitar bands that are doing well and rightly so are like the Big Moon, Wolf Alice. We were saying there's loads of girl guitar bands that are absolutely smashing it the other day, and we were talking, and Hass was like, "Oh, can you think of any bands that are like really killing it who are who are boys?" There are obviously more. There's like idols and like yeah, yeah, there's loads, there's loads. But one of the ones that we really love was hers and that was like one of our favourite uh, bands yeah. um, and that was yeah, like fucking, that was a, we were the most awful piece of news ever that we had to like yeah that was that. but we loved those guys so much we thought they were great definitely like but if like, we were talking about English guitar bands I'd have to say them yeah, yeah. we were like massive massive bands and I wrote about them and stuff as well kind of new as well so it was fucking just such bad just, like, yeah. Stuff, but yeah I mean like in terms of guitar stuff I don't know I guess is that a question you ask guitar bands a lot not really, but there's a lot about this conversation that doesn't really come up. I like where your head's at with regards to this. I don't really get into things this deep. Because it's meant to be a daily podcast, so it'd be like a quick conversation. Yeah, yeah. The idea being I might see the band again and pick up where we left off. But we've gotten like three interviews deep yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the space of this one it's conversation. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. Let's keep things nice. yeah, We're not do DMCs. Like, yeah. I'm smoking area right now. Um, well, yeah, it's a, like a really interesting debate. and Because I'm, I'm starting a band as well. I have that in what mind. What kind of things do you, would you write and play? It's funny. Did you I, start writing before you played or was the other way around? I started making music first. This started because I wanted to try and get out there and meet other bands, etc. And when I just went to gigs by myself, I'm very quick to just kind of stand in the corner and be like, oh man, this feels awkward. But when I started doing the podcast, suddenly I had a reason to talk to people and yeah, it became that much easier idea. to approach people, etc. Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, so I make music. I too had a drummer, recently lost a drummer, so I've been rehearsing to like a backing track. So I share your what world kind of music of like. Is it that you make? It's funny you mentioned uh, Strokes Block Pirates. Early Interpol, I have a deep voice, like Interpol is Joy Division, I like. Oh, yeah, I compass I often made. Oh, That's cool. The name of the band is Loads of Japanese Bands. <laughs> such a good name. Thank you. No, I've found good. myself saying that sentence before, but because everyone <laughs> has that word, I have a fun with their band. So yeah, that's. Uh, Why did wait, wait? Where does that name come from? Because I may have just completely uh, Well, it, the actual name came from I was starting another, another band with someone I went to uni with, and they wrote down a list of band names. One of those band names was Magnets, and in brackets they put loads of Japanese bands because loads of Japanese bands had Magnets in their name. And when you read that, loads of Japanese bands, like I like that. But I also like the idea that. If you know what you're talking about, you know it's the band. But if someone just says, I'm going to see loads of Japanese bands, and they don't know what you're talking about... Sounds like a fruity sentence. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I like the kind of hides in plain sight. Which yeah. I kind of like your band name as well, because it seems like something that could be difficult to Google, or if you don't know what someone you're talking about... You can shorten it to Lodjob. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. Thinking about the branding already. That's, that's, that's the t-shirt made up right there. Sounds a little bit like blow job. This is an anagram of job lot. Okay. Right, back to the drawing board. Um, <laughs> on video, the name is comes originally from like this old skateboarding series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been skateboarding since I was like 11. And um, you ever heard of 4 on 1? Yeah. So that was a, like a big skate series happened across like, I don't know, like 20 years. Shut down eventually, but in the, in the third quarter of its life, it kind of sprung another like, kind of spin-off series that was more about like storytelling. And it was like a documentary about like stories behind the lives of skateboarders and stuff like that. It was just shot so well. And it was every, the way even they shot the skating was like so different. And um, the music on it, more importantly, was like massive 
massive influence to like what I play and stuff now. Like, basically, my music taste was shit, and thanks to skateboarding videos. I had a That's lucky escape from yeah. my own terrible music taste because I was like inadvertently hearing like Fugazi, Interpol, like a whole bunch of punk bands. I would, I don't even know the names of them now. But, yeah. But I listen to their music over and over and over and over and over again because I used to watch video parts from on video so much. And also just where they shot, the way they put things together. Like they're my favorite video series. It only lasted for like, I don't even know. I think it was like. A couple of years, maybe three years. Enough to leave an impression. Well, when I when I started, it was kind of done anyway. I just bought all of the old tapes, oh, okay. and I used to love all the graphics and all that stuff. So that name has always been around in my head for a little bit, and it, it went bust. And like, that was it. it. Was done after two thousand four, I think, was the last one. So it, it was a name that kind of like was sort of based on that in a way as well. I mean, it is taken from that, but it has a lot of other connotations too. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of where the name. It's got a lot better than mine. It's got a lot better than my band's name, so I'm already. Hey, hasn't got the acronym's not as good though. <laughs> I better trademark that shit quick before he gets on top of that. So where can people find you online? What's coming up in the near future? There's some talk of a new single. I'm on the Sorry, Coast, I hope man. I've given you something that you can piece together. Oh, this is fantastic. I like to try and capture like, the idea. It's a uh, it's not too professional professional so the idea of capturing the atmosphere and that the idea of this conversation has gone in so many directions it just shows where your mind is at and I find that really interesting and literally I haven't had another conversation with a band I've done like 150 episodes never had a conversation like this it's the first time we've met and I could sit here for another two hours if I don't freeze to start I know dude I want to give you my jacket I'm going to give you my jacket right now wait. you've got the drummer's hat right? slowly being dressed by the band one piece of art clothing at a time Roy needs clothing right now and he looks better in it than we do so he's going to get dressed by on video oh I mean he dresses better than you do so. thank you wait this is my, my girlfriend <laughs> dissing me as usual yeah, you were, you were telling me about the band name before I started talking to you. No, no, no. I mean, I was pumping them up before. Yeah, like, <laughs> so just for everybody who's listening right now, Roy's now been draped in my new. I mean, no, I'm like the content. Yeah, but you look so stylish now. Yeah. Because it's all black and it's look. It's not like chrome. It. It's got a Uniqlo coat. Uniqlo, <laughs> listening. Sponsor this podcast. Please, please. <laughs> Roy is looking. So what's on the horizon for on video? Uh, so basically, we've got we've got we're playing Sound City tomorrow in Liverpool, and then we're going to be playing a few shows in summer, and then maybe going on tour in autumn, potentially with Vistas, or potentially with Blocks. Who First we toured with before? Oh, you we, we, we just came off a tour with Blocks. Um, B L O X X. They're fucking amazing. And we had such a good time with them and learned a lot from them. They were really cool. Especially like just the way they play live is sick. Like they've got amazing pop songs, but at the same time, like we've got this phrase called Dragon Flame, which basically uh -huh. <laughs> it's basically like it started out as an insult when we were recording. Uh-huh. And it, it was like I was recording like a part and I was like, it sounds a bit like Dragon Flame. And like basically meant like hair metal. Yeah. Eventually, this has now become like a phrase to mean if something's good, it's drag and flame. So you might see that on our stories and stuff. We say something's drag and flame. It means you're a fan of it. You yeah, like it means it. it's good, yeah. If you drag and flame, it means you... Yeah. Neil, do the drag and flame sound. Flame! 
<laughs> Another first. Roy, can you drag the out? <laughs> got you, got you, man. Jack Give it to him, Roy's dressed up in on videos outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some weird sort of mascot for the band. Piece of iron clothing from each person. When can we see your band, Roy? That's a good question. I've got uh, loads of Japanese bands. Loads of Japanese bands. When are we going to play band? together? No job. Yeah. You're getting the first person to ask me that in an interview. Um, Hopefully by the end of May, I will have all four members of the band. Got, uh, you haven't got all the members yet? I've got someone who can take on the drums. This Tuesday will be our first rehearsal with all four of us. Exciting. Like I've got a bunch of songs, because I too, like I've, it's music. How I, many it's, songs do you have? I'm going to aim, I'm aiming for 12. 12? Like just to have to ready, and then like seven for... Complete. If you need a place to rehearse, I run a studio, Premises Studios. Discounts all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's premisesstudios.com. Take that off the record. Jeez. We're all about the cross promotion here on Saturday's night out. Alright, we'll have this. So we had a good time, okay, despite what the name of this is. You had a good time, haven't you, Roy? An awesome time, yeah. I love it. And literally, in the space of about six hours, I found out about your band, found out about this gig, came, saw you for the first time, had a real heart to heart to you, got dressed by you. This is the best, like, first meeting with any. It's like a first date. I'm in love. I'm smitten completely. I've never had a first date where someone's given me their clothes. But this has been awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Hass. On video, Instagram, etc. Just search on video and I'll find you. Yeah, video bands. Keep it nice and big. Fantastic. And what about your Japanese band? Saddest night out, all one word. You will find me online. Okay. Do you edit all down? How long? How long do they normally last? Very summer, like five minutes. Summer about I think forty-five minutes is the longest I've gone. It's been, but I don't mind. Like I'll keep all of this in as is because I want to capture like literally how it was. No, no. It's almost like Gonzo. Just no. You never have to listen Baby to it. Make me sound good, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hype you up. I'll make sure the intro hypes yeah, you right up. But no, this is fantastic. And yeah, I'm and now going like to... Press a face up. You know like face up where you can make someone's face like look hot? You've got to have voices. <laughs> I feel like I need it right now. No, this is... Just put some like reverb. Just for you. Put a game sheet. So I sound like a drill rapper. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can put together. But folks, thank you so much for tonight. Thank Boy, you for the awesome thank show. Thank you for putting up with us. Really yeah. Thank you for the clothes. Yeah. As well. yeah. Cheers. You don't get to keep them, dude. <laughs> no, it's, no, just no. For, it's just for the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Take off the jacket, Roy. Right? You deserve a T-shirt. Oh yeah, we'll give you a T-shirt. I have awesome. one in my bag. I don't know where it is. I keep trying to find my bag. <laughs> oh yeah, it's my On that note, thank Roy, you very much. I'm quite singling out now. We love Roy. Listen to Saddest Night Out all times. Remember to log on to SaddestNightOut.com for. Night out. <laughs> also, listen to loads of Japanese bands because they're coming. Good job. <laughs> Here's Labrock. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs>